Welcome to Success with Style, everybody. My name is Rob Giardinelli. Hi, everyone. I'm Lance Every Morgan. We are here with Andrew Lamont, and we could not be happier than to have you here with us. Well, I'm excited always to be in a room with you two. Oh, well, you're so kind. And you know where we are? Talk about a room. We're at the Neiman Marcus personal shopping salon and we're surrounded by champagne and bonbons and Chanel. So I think you'll feel right at home. Life is good. <laughs> yeah. I walked in and I was like, wow, all my favorites. All your favorites. <laughs> I'd like that, that, and oh yeah, that while you're at it. Right. But you're actually performing here tonight for an event. Yes, Which we is are. so cool. The misses. Yes, we are. They invited us to be here. It's Stephen Webster, who is a jewelry designer, as well as it's a give back to the kindness campaign. So it's like all my favorite things all wrapped into one with a lot of my favorite people. So I'm just... I'm, my heart's exploding. It's a great day to be Andrew Lamont. Yeah. That's for darn sure. <laughs> it's always a great day. I was going to say, every day is a great day to be <laughs> Andrew Lamont. Too kind. Too kind. Truly. Well, let me ask you a question. Let's just get this thing rolling. You know, one thing that we know is that success at every level takes style. How has your style and philanthropy and your life, how did that all begin to meld together? How did it begin? Yeah. Are we talking back in Victoria, Texas? No. Are we talking about well, we like... can, we're going to go back there. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We're going to go to South Texas pretty soon. But just sort of the modern incarnation of who you are and what you're about. You know, I think it kind of really started evolving when I became a mom mm -hmm. and kind to of... To two gorgeous girls, by the way. Thank you. They're stunning. But I think it's just that, what do I have time for and what's simple and what feels good on me? And all of those things started really evolving. I realized I'm definitely a jeans girl mm. and I'm definitely something, it's about comfort and mm -hmm. classic mm -hmm. and something that I know I can reach for really fast and something that is my everyday, that, that really has a good, um, you know, comfort for what's appropriate around my kids, Yeah, but also... I can go walk out and perform on stage. So it's a weird combination. So right? rock star mom. Yeah. Rock star slash mom. Yeah. Like I'll get dressed and I'm like, oh wait, I have a drum. You know, I'm going to go drum today. Can't wear a dress. Right. You won't find me in a dress right. very often. If I do, my kids get really excited. And really? And you feel shrills oh. in the house like, mom oh. has a dress on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen you in yeah. a ball gown a few times. Yes. A few times. That's for sure. Yes. And there yeah. were a lot of screaming in my house. Like, oh my God, mom has the a dress on. The princess factor, yeah. right? <laughs> well, the next time you do, you have to have your phone on. You have to have someone have the phone on so that you can record their reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, record the screams of joy exactly. from your gorgeous girls. Now, the last time, well, we've seen you since then, but uh, you threw a really wonderful birthday party for your daughter at the Austin Fashion Week last year, yes. and I was a judge of that, and that was so much fun. And so fashion you. is all about, I mean, you're all about fashion. Right. Well, and I think that it has evolved a lot, especially with two daughters, of, you know, what sends the right message for young girls, but also mm. uh, cultivating it for them. Art, the art of kindness is a big part of, of what is with the kindness campaign, but about letting that creativity flow. And fashion is a big part of that, mm -hmm. right? The moment you step into a room, people are looking at you and you kind of make a statement with whatever you have on or mm -hmm. your mood. Your mood is a statement too, it's a style. And so with True. my kids, we've we've talked about that a lot. And my youngest, she sews clothes and she very much, and my older one took a dabble in that. And yeah. so that's been a big part yeah. of it. And so that birthday party was to highlight a lot of what um, 
Matt does it here with Fashion X in mm -hmm. Austin and really trying to put that on, on the map for Austin right. is we're moving up the ladder here That's and right. being noticed for what we bring to the table with the arts, with fashion, and, and showing our youth what we can do True. and allowing their creativity to flow and really helping it flourish. She's 10 years old and she's already sewing outfits and she's got a whole plan, which, oh my gosh, if this happens great, for Christmas though. to make all of oh. these, um, you know, scarves and all these things, oh, but wonderful. you know, she better get cracking. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's about, you know, lifting up our youth and really helping right. them see fashion and, and that was a big part of it. A lot of those kids walked the runway that night. I remember. Had never walked a runway. And I think wow. that's an important thing, too. It is about feeling comfortable in your skin. Mm -hmm. And walking a runway, does it, it's not a really about the clothes on your back. Mm -hmm. It's about feeling comfortable in the clothes in your skin and, and feeling confident. And that yeah. was a big part of that night, mm -hmm. too, was showing these young youthful children yeah. that, you know, walk a runway, be proud, be proud of who you are. Well, and they walked the runway with a fashion challenge as <laughs> well. Let's not forget that. It was okay. You got, well, how much was it? 30 minutes to create an outfit. Yes. It was so cool. So that's like Project Runway on crack. On crack it, for it kids. Like it right. was. Yeah. We, we were kind of simultaneously while the, the major fashion show that was going on, yeah. we had in the background, um, we had arts and crafts going on, yeah. eyelash, um, going on. And so while that was happening, the kids came out with some of the most creative ideas that they were willing to mm -hmm. sport down the runway. Yeah. And that's where you came in as right. judge. And, and with Amanda Valentine of Project Runway herself, who was super yes. stylish and oh, so fun. Yes. And she was so lovely that night. Yes. And, you know, I think that allowing kids to say, okay, it's a challenge. There will be something at the end of this, of all of your, you know, mm -hmm. um, flurry of, of craziness sure. um, to give them that challenge and have them take a moment to say, you know, and there were boys, there was a lot mm -hmm. of boys a lot involved of boys in there. that. Oh, that's yeah. great. I had moms reach out to me and say, you know what? That was, uh, my, my son was so excited. He never had been to one of those. And that was his moment. He was one of the winners. And he said, I he, remember. he now is very excited. He, when I, the next time I went to a fashion show, he was very interested about it when it asked a bunch of questions. So opening those doors, right. opening the doors and synapses in the brain of like creativity, you got to go from different angles and letting kids know it's okay to be different. It's okay to know, um, uh, about creativity from different avenues. Mm -hmm. And that goes to your kindness campaign. Yes. That's mm -hmm. kind of why you started it, right? Can you give us a, a snapshot of how that all evolved and where it is now and how it's really progressed. I mean, yeah. Lordy woman, Lordy. I know. I, I feel sometimes I, I'm like, oh, am I going to get a break uh, from, uh, from all of this? So, but no, we're not. And no, that's okay. why would you want a break? No, I know. Um, so we, we literally started, it's now a little over three years, three years Has ago. Has it really been three years already? Wow. Three years ago. And, Golly. um, but the concept and, and, and everything started from these, the journals with my daughters. I kind of mm -hmm. developed a journal with my girls, really in a way to connect mm -hmm. with them. Prior to that, a dear friend of mine's daughter had committed suicide mm -hmm. from bullying. Um, they had, she had, you know, it was a very tragic situation. And she, um, you know, uh, that's the second leading cause now of death for mm -hmm. teens. And so that is something that we all are, um, are really trying to, that's the end goal. Mm -hmm. When people ask me, what, what's the goal of what you've created? Yeah. The end goal is to really reduce that statistic. And, and I think it's going to take some time, but I, 
I'm not going to stop until I feel I've accomplished that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, you know, really in this whole uh, healing for myself, I created a journal and it was just really between my daughters and myself. Mm-hmm. And it was just a writing prompt journal. And I created this little character called a Nuffy Buddy. He was blue and furry and different. And it's not really a little character. It's six feet tall <laughs> and a lot of fun in blue fur. Yes. I just, it's not a little thing. You can't put it in your pocket. It is a life-size version. Yes. It, he's, he is a character in the journal that goes on these adventures. Mm-hmm. And his the idea of him is to help uh, kids see themselves through his eyes. So mm-hmm. they go on the adventure and and the, the idea for me with my girls was so that they didn't feel they were alone in their journey through school. Mm-hmm. And that when they ever felt, you know, whatever challenges they were facing yeah. and whatever feelings that they had, enough he had them too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, cause he has these great feelers on top yeah. of his head and that's how he, uh, connects with kids and and with other kids. And so he goes through this, through these challenges. And there's this one point where he gets bullied too, and in the lunchroom, and there's all these things Mm -hmm. that he goes through. And so kids can really identify with him. And so it was this simple little journal I was doing with my girls Mm -hmm. and I brought it to her school and, uh, the school, uh, you know, principal there just fell in love with it and said, can we have it here? And I was like, sure. And so we started it there and I thought this is a great start. And then, um, four more schools wanted it. So then we had it in five schools. And then I happened to run into the director of health and wellness for Austin AISD. And when she saw it, she said, we have to have this in our school system. And we as part of the curriculum as part of their curriculum. And wow. I literally went from the first year in five schools into 50 the wow. very next year incredible and rebranded actually hired somebody who i like to say knows what she's doing because i'm i always say i'm just a mom with a mission but i'm um, just a rock star <laughs> but you know <laughs> i think what it was was i i was just kind of fueling needs of my own right. and when i kind of peeled back and, and i walked in and started really working with the school system i said what is it that you actually need and they said we need something for our early non-readers and, and so that's pre-K three. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't even know that I, I was like, what, what, what do you need? So I went back and Lori Hobby, who is the director of my programming now, we just got to work. And in two months we created the curriculum mm-hmm. that exists today. And we now have a full offering from pre-K three all the way through fifth grade. And we're in over 80 schools and we've got over 50 requests nationwide. We even have global requests in Zimbabwe, Costa Rica, Canada. I mean, it's, it's blowing up. It's like a life of its own. It has, has a life. We have great partners now with yesterday was World Mm -hmm. Kindness Day. Mm -hmm. So, or, you know, um, we've, we did partnerships with Lady Gaga, Born This Way. And Mm -hmm. uh, every day should be kindness. Yeah. Yeah. It really can. And on the subject of how fast you, you know, how fast the organization grew, it's it's something that a lot of Austin in particular is a very entrepreneurial city. Yeah. How were you able to navigate all that growth and still kind of keep, and still keep the core message? Because a lot of organizations that grow really fast aren't successful in doing that, like yours was. Well, um, I think that it, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. So, um, but navigating has been really with great advisors and being that the school system was very, very connected to what we were doing. I just leaned on them as much as possible. What are your needs? And asking a mm-hmm. lot of questions, yeah. you know, how, yeah. how can we meet the needs of what is really 
in the school system that that you know that the children need and so kind of continuously asking that continuously saying okay so if that's what the need is I need to make sure I'm doing measurable outcomes so along right along the side of that doing research how wow. can I do that mm -hmm. and and along the way having uh, you know, volunteers come in and, and really helping and getting the right team in place mm -hmm. and, and really making sure that as we're doing this, we're not taking every single thing that comes our way. We are not nationwide and we are not global right now, although we're making steps to get there. You know, we have a reach that's that wide mm -hmm. because of the, the partnerships we have. So we do have touch points, but our curriculum cannot go that wide until we actually explode that wide with our partners, but we have right. made all of those touch points. And uh, you know, Microsoft is coming to modernize all of our curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so we have all of that happening, but the way that you scale is you do it smart and you make sure you're making the impact in the place that you are. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've been trying to really stay focused. Mm -hmm. That's great. And all that started with, um, I'm good enough, right? Yeah, I am enough. I'm it, enough. Yeah. Same thing to me. I'm good enough. I'm enough. I am. I right. and and that message is at the core of everything we do. Tell us about how that started, because I'm really you've, you've done your exercises with the mirrors. I think our listening audience would love to know yeah. how you created that and its success as well. So, and I'd love for anyone listening to go to the Mrs. Magic Mirror. Uh, Google it on YouTube mm -hmm. and watch the video. I think that me talking about it is one thing, mm -hmm. but really getting an idea from this video is the best way to let that message of I'm Enough sink in. We wrote our very first song with the missus, um, I guess five years ago, and it stemmed from a whole idea that I didn't feel I was enough. Yeah. I started playing the drums and there was this, this is before the kindness campaign. This is me being a mom, trying to find music, trying to just find my life. I had a one-year-old and three-year-old and I was just doing music with my kids and I was trying to find my own voice yeah. in my life. Sure. And when I found music, I had no musical background before that. I had to kind of, I would, I always say is I had to kind of fight for it to be in my life because as a mom, or, you know, I would say, you know, if you are a male and you are trying to struggle to keep something passionate that you care about in your life, it's hard because sometimes you don't feel you deserve it or you feel um, time, there's just not enough time. Mm -hmm. And so I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old and I felt like it didn't make sense in my life. Yeah. And, but what did make sense was the fact that it really filled my soul and it was something that I felt like I needed. And so I wrote the song, I'm Enough. And uh, I can't ever talk about it without it really getting to me because it was a time when uh, I was doing so much for so many and the last person on the list yeah. was me. Right. And I think a lot of people listening yes. understand that syndrome. Yeah. And so uh, we wrote the song and it, uh, every, everybody in the band, Jenny mm -hmm. and Mandy and Larissa, all, it resonated. We all just said, okay, this is a song we love. How are we going to put this, how are we going to put this to video? How are we going to bring this out so people really understand mm -hmm. what we, what we wrote? And we said, where do people tear themselves down the most? In front of the mirror. And so we put a bunch of people in front of a mirror that we wanted to surprise. We cared about that. We called them our heroes of our community. Mm -hmm. We brought them in front of a mirror and we asked him a simple question how do you feel when you look at look in the mirror 
And most people here in Austin, you know, at Barton Creek Mall, were swiping to the left, not so good. Wow. And so by the end of it, um, they heard from their loved ones. They got to see themselves through the, through the eyes of their loved ones, mm. hear voices from their daughters, from their husbands, and went on a journey. And by the end of it, they really saw themselves as uh, as people that that loved them and cared about them and heard their voices mm-hmm. and, and saw themselves differently. Mm-hmm. Some of them went on to start businesses and things like that that, that they were contemplating and, and they, right. they made changes. And so this magic mirror video, our first music video. I've seen the video. video. It's, it is very impactful to see it illustrated that way. It just, it. I think it's had like a million hits. It, it's had over 5 million. 5 million. Wow. And by a million, I mean 5 million. It, and, and, you know, it, it launched, and this is, you know, back when YouTube, I say f- back wow. five years ago, yeah. YouTube takes off and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought this was like, what's happening? Right. And I'm literally sitting in Whole Foods and I get a call and it's good morning, America. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) So you put down your National Enquirer in the line, right? I'm sitting there eating and I'm screaming. And I happen to be with Jenny and Larissa and I'm screaming. And people are looking like, did she win something? Right, yes. And I'm screaming up and down. Tears are going down my face. And they want us on the show. And, you know, then it just snowballed from there. Queen Latifah. I mean, there was just... There was the Queen Latifah out, show. The Queen Latifah yeah. show. Uh-huh. It just outpoured after that. Mm-hmm. And people with this message of I'm enough resonating with so many people. And so people are like, we want the mirror. And I'm like, we didn't build the mirror to tour. Right, <laughs> we were right, 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 right. That yeah. was our music. Yeah. So the evolution of the mirror today is that the video and what I do, I go, I go around now speaking about, uh, you know, uh, can 300 seconds change your life, mm-hmm. which is five minutes. All mm-hmm. you need to do is spend five minutes at our mirror mm-hmm. and and feel the difference of what can happen. Mm-hmm. We tour around with our magic mirror now. Um, with the kindness campaign, we take it into schools. We see such beautiful impact with our Kind 5 program. Right. We um, The band will take it into, I've, we've gone, I've spoken to AT&T, um, to uh, you know, women's conferences. We've taken mm-hmm. it everywhere. And seen a lot of powerful work, and I couldn't have told you that that was going to happen with right. our first video. Yeah, but really, that is the message and the core thing that we're, whether we're writing music, whether we are, you know, anything in the curriculum, that's the basis. Is we have these seek pillars. It's seeking kindness. S E E C. I know that's not how you spell gotcha. seek. Yeah. But uh, that's the first pillar, and it's self-image, and it is about believing that you're enough. And wow. And so uh, it's been such a great journey. I've learned a lot, but that that is has been something that uh, we found that really resonates and is very powerful for people to hear. We need to be reminded, especially um, today, mm-hmm. with what's going on in the world today. Absolutely. And so it's interesting to hear about the magic mirror and how that really has evolved. How has your creativity been influenced with the misses, the content you're producing? How's that been influenced by um, the kindness campaign? Well, we've, we, everything we do, obviously, you know, Jenny and I both have children. And so anytime I write anything, I'm, I'm thinking of my children. I always, I, for me, when I started writing, I said, this is going to be, you know, love letters to my children. Mm -hmm. We all in the band have different thoughts and feelings about all that we've been through. I mean, we all are mm-hmm. on a different journey in yeah. this. And I mean, the people we connect with, the people that lives we've 
been that have touched mm -hmm. ours or that we've touched mm -hmm. theirs. It's been so incredible. But I'll speak from my own um, thoughts around where I see this heading and and the music, the new music we've created. We recently created a song called Five Minutes. And it is every dollar goes directly to the kindness campaign. We created that song because we believe that, you know, you can change someone's life in five minutes. And we've seen it at the magic mm -hmm. mirror. But just as people, you know, spending this time with you guys yeah. and, and just in a simple interaction, whether it's right. asking someone, hey, how's it going today? Mm -hmm. And allowing someone to know that you're tapping into their, you know, into their day, into what's going on and just checking in. Sometimes that's all it takes to make a difference in someone's life, opening the door for someone. The other day I had my hands full. Yesterday I was so tired. And by the way, I had really tight boots on that were killing me by the end of the day and a gentleman held the door open for me and and I just you know I, I won't forget that yeah. it took him less than five minutes mm -hmm. and I think that it is the kindness that we share to one another it is that human connection but it's that is the writing we do it is present in everything we do and it is that influence um the kindness campaign we it's my children it's the I'm enough and it's all of that threads throughout. And I don't know that I, I, I don't know that I'll ever veer from that mm -hmm. and could write differently. Yeah. I don't think you'll hear me write a song that is something like, I won't even say, I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. Rah, you know, I, you. you just, you're just not going to hear that. It's not going to be a Mrs. song right. uh, or a song that I really would embody. But uh, if it's not something that is going to really be, life-changing for you or mm -hmm. feel good to yeah. hear and be uplifting. I, I don't want to put it out there. Right. Well, what's great is that you're making a difference with your music and in the music industry because you're on the board of the Grammys, the Grammy Museum, yeah. which is really fun. And you recently hosted an event with the legendary composer David Foster that we were so lucky enough, privileged to be invited to and attend and to support you. How did that all happen? And can you share the high that you're still on? <laughs> Obviously, because I'm looking yeah. at the glow in your essence. And, and, and it your truly essence. was one of the most magical things I've ever been to. It was oh. just, <laughs> it, was, it really was perfect. The space was perfect. The energy of the people was perfect. David and all his performers were perfect. It was really just and you Incredible. kicking off the evening yeah. was really perfect because you spoke from the heart. People responded to that, and it really laid the groundwork for what would follow. So being a part of the Grammy board and, you know, those guys, they're just obviously everybody. The Grammys is just such a, a iconic, beautiful um, group, and mm -hmm. it's been such a dream to be a part of the, that organization and all the work they're doing. So... I've, I've enjoyed it and I love those guys so much and I'm learning a lot. So that's really important for me and being both in philanthropy and then also my passion for music, that's been such a great joy for me. But, uh, that night, all the work getting to that night, you know how that is. Oh um, yes. <laughs> all too well. Oh gosh. But, um, a lot of moving parts yes. as they say. Yes. Yeah. My team, my, you know, it was a fusion both of, I, I don't even know um, that anybody knows this, but the Kindness Campaign had other organizations volunteering, which is unheard of. Yeah, from we saw them. Yes. Other organizations. Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish. Yeah. All these mm -hmm. other organizations 
volunteering to help us, mm-hmm. which Incredible. it was such, it was such a powerful night because people wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, also a, a, a fusion of partnerships between the Grammy Museum and the Kindness Campaign, which is also right. unique yeah. and, and powerful in and of itself. And this is all under the art of kindness, which is something that I've created to bring what I think is very needed in our school system, mm-hmm. but also something that is important for all organizations, all charity organizations, which is there is power between us. If we find the right common ground, we yeah. can prevail in bringing um, magic to an evening. Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe has happened with the Grammy Foundation, the Grammy Museum, and the Kindness Campaign, is we found common ground. And with that, that evening was so beautifully laid out because David Foster, as we all felt his presence in his heart there, he he also knows that it's so important to get our youth mm-hmm. um, to open up. And one of the biggest things that's going on in our school system is, uh, you know, really having kids. Uh, we just did a huge event at Vista Ridge, which is a high school, and we, we worked with a whole band group. And we spent four or five hours with them doing our Kind Five program and hearing from those those students and really knowing where where the work needs to begin and where we just really need to be and and, and knowing that they that music connects us and and how we can like have that opportunity is so important and that is what we're trying to do with the Grammy folks so having David there to highlight and help was so you know it's always so important to have a sure. voice and having him there to do that and share his own story yeah. bullying happens when fears involved mm-hmm. when you are afraid because either it's happened to you or you're there's something going on with you mm-hmm. and so um, all of these stories we're hearing from people, there's trauma. One in three, you know, one in four kids come in the school system and experience some kind of trauma by the age of mm-hmm. three. So if we know that and that experience never changes all through your growing up through grade school, um, then you keep acting out. So mm-hmm. what, what we saw was everybody's got a story. And David mm-hmm. that night, and as well as his beautiful singers, mm-hmm. were sharing their stories of how they've been connected to the mission. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is what brought such magic to that evening. It was a celebration of everyone under one roof, under music, under a connection of hope for change Mm -hmm. and for uh, what, what we know is possible for creating kind leaders. And it all begins with that hope. Yeah. And you know, as someone who it, what was really interesting was the opening montage of all his songs, there is not a single person in Generation X who probably didn't have a blue <laughs> moment that wasn't uplifted by one of his songs. Oh. And to see that over three minutes was really, it, it, it was, was just jaw-dropping. It's everyone. It really was. It really yeah. is. I mean, yeah. there was really a standing was. ovation after every song, mm-hmm. which yeah. I haven't been to an event where that happened. Mm-hmm. And it just, the, the, the energy all night, everybody cheering him on. It was just back and forth. I did hear back from you know, the Grammy folks that David, this was his first trip to Austin. I was so proud of Austin for showing up the way we did. And David's response was like, when am I coming back? So wow. yes, yes, please yes. is a response so, to that. Any day, any day yeah. you want, any time. <laughs> I of course already have ideas for yeah. what we're doing next and, and how, how our partnership will look for, you know, the Grammy museum and what that looks like with the kindness campaign. And we're in talks and what we want to do, but 
you know, I think that when Austin shows up for people, and if we can continue to do that, mm-hmm. we'll continue to show that beautiful kindness. People respond, and that's that's what it's about, right? right. And that's how we gain traction for Austin as a community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, the largesse in Austin and in Texas and beyond, and certainly in, in the music industry, it's pretty prolific. You look yeah. at the the differences that it makes in lives every day, and you know the Grammys are also really well known for their program in the schools. Yes. For a long time, which is fantastic. So what you're doing with the schools and with the Grammys, what a great marriage of ideas and music has just such an incredible and unique power to uplift and the way that you're able to combine that both you know anti-bullying with music is really a special thing and i can't wait to see i cannot wait to see the kindness campaign grow and expand the way that you're hoping it will over the next few years and i know it will be a rousing success thank you well we've we're, we're counting on you. We're excited about, you know, get, get people on board. We're, you know, just keep right. them coming our we're, way. We're going to help you spread the message. You know, we're on board <laughs> to help you in any and every way as always. And, and before we go, what is one message you want to give to somebody who really is kind of feeling down and dejected right now um, to you know, help pull them through? You know, I think that if you feel that way, the best thing you can do is, you know, send yourself some messages looking in the mirror, you know, always tell yourself, get a few, few things you can tell yourself in the mirror, you know, whether it's, you know, one thing, positive thing, like, you know what, I am, I am awesome. Or, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have a good day. If it's that, if it's that, you know, I'm going to have a good day today, take small bites and do that. If, if, if you can do that for yourself, then you can start building on it. And if for some reason you're not there yet, call a friend, call that friend that you know will help boost you up and repeat one thing that they say to you that's awesome. And just say it over and over every morning to yourself in the mirror looking at yourself and that'll get you going. That's really great advice. Wow. And, and on that note, wow, I think I, that's, I, I, think that's I, I don't even know what to say to that, except say, that's, that's, that's magical. Per, that's the perfect way again to end. And, uh, and Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. This really has been a pleasure. Will you come back sometime? I'll always come back anytime Aww, you want me. Oh, <laughs> you're so great. Well, we love knowing you. We love supporting you. And we love that our listenership is going to be affected by all the good work oh, you're doing in the world. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank well, you. Thank you. And this is um, Rob Giardinelli along with Lance Avery Morgan. And we're signing off with Success with Style, reminding you that great style simply starts by having a unique point of view. Have a great day. Bye, y'all. <laughs>